I liked everything from the team tonight. Focus early in the game. We talked to, you know, we had a really good focus shoot around today. You know, and just talked about how we wanted to execute offensively and defensively. And the guys are really just, they were really, really locked in. So many great efforts from so many players in the game tonight. You know, and that's, that's just kind of what it's about, you know, to be honest with you. Coming here, this is a tough environment. This has always been one of the toughest places to play. That's a good team over there. You know, a really, really, really good offensive team. And they're coached very well. So we have to be disciplined in this game, you know. Um, obviously, you know, what stands out is, is, is Shaden. And his game is incredible. T-Watt, who is, continues to be consistent. And then Nurk, you know. And I just love it, you know. Um, obviously, Dame had his normal type of game, but I just love it. You know, we have to make adjustments in, in, in the game, playing very small with no Nurk, even though he played well. But it's like that sometimes, you know. Um, so it was, it was just a fun game. Brave City, this is Yusuf Nurkic, and you are listening to The Briefcase with Casey Holdout. Greetings, Mr. fans, and welcome to The Briefcase, episode 31 of The Briefcase. I am your host, Casey Holdall. That was Chauncey Billups discussing his team's victory versus the Utah Jazz Wednesday night in Salt Lake City, a victory that ended a six-game losing streak and ensures that the Portland Trailblazers will not end their 2022-23 season on the longest losing streak in franchise history, something that, for a moment there, felt very possible. But that game also seemed to signal a change in some of the priorities for the remainder of the season for the Trailblazers. We'll discuss that, and we'll hear from Trenton Watford on this edition of The Briefcase. Blazers are now 32 and 40 overall and 15 and 22 on the road this season after defeating the Jazz 127-115 Wednesday night. Dame put up 30 points, 12 assists, and 7 rebounds, and Yusuf Nurkic went for 20 points, 4 rebounds, and 4 assists in 31 minutes. But we're accustomed to seeing those kind of things. What was different Wednesday night was seeing how much Chauncey Billups relied on his younger players and those who haven't played much since being acquired via trade in crunch time in Wednesday night's victory. Shane Sharp got the sixth start of his career and his first alongside Damian Lillard and had his best game as a young professional, posting 29 points, a career high, 9 rebounds, a career high, 4 steals, a career high, and 3 assists in 40 minutes, also a career high. Shaden really looked like he's starting to put together all the stuff we've been seeing from him throughout the season, is improving defensively. The four steals obviously don't necessarily indicate you're playing great defense, but when you get four steals, you're helping your team's defense quite a bit. He's not as lost as he used to be. He's making progress. He's gotten stronger as the season has gotten on. And I think we really saw in that game versus the Jazz that Shaden Sharp at this point is possibly ready to get more minutes, particularly even starter minutes. Now, the Utah Jazz are a team that are in kind of the same situation as Portland, so maybe not the best marker at this point in time, but he played 40 minutes, he looked great, he finished the game plus 28, which is by far the best mark by any player in that game, 10 points better than the next best Blazer, Damian Lillard, at plus 18. I think we're likely to see Shaden's minutes start to tick up in these last 10 games of the season. Chauncey Billups talked at practice on Thursday that he would like to get Shane Sharp more minutes. I think he's going to have that opportunity depending on who's kind of in and out of the lineup going forward in these last 10 games. Anthony Simons did not play in the game versus the Utah Jazz. Not sure what his status is going to be going forward for the rest of the season, but you assume at this point that if he doesn't play, that Shane Sharp is going to soak up those minutes, and rightfully so. Then you had Trenton Watford, who we'll hear from a little bit later, who also started and went for 21 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 blocks, and a steal in 35 minutes, had a phenomenal lob to Shaden for a dunk. 
The photo that came out afterwards, Trendon has told anyone who would possibly listen that he feels like it's a better photo than the famous Dwayne Wade to LeBron James photo back in their days with the Heat. Trendon, a guy who, with Jeremy Grant being out, at this point, I think Jeremy's missed four games. I don't know that he's going to be back this season, and that opens up minutes at power forward for Trendon Watford. Trendon's more of a four than a five, though he's had to play a lot of five this season due to injury and not having a whole lot of depth behind Nurk. But now that he's able to slot in in Jeremy's minutes, I think we're really seeing kind of some of the best things that Trendon has to offer at this point in his career and is still growing as a player a playmaker, a guy with a a budding offensive game, a guy that can shoot from outside a little bit, really kind of a connector, that glue guy on the team, if you will. And I think I would not at all be surprised if Trendon ended up finishing the last 10 games of the season as a starter at power forward. He obviously filled the role to a T Wednesday night versus the Jazz. I think there's probably some interest in seeing how much he can do with more minutes in these last 10 games. I would imagine you're going to see quite a bit of trend in going forward. Another reason to pay attention to the end of the season. But while those guys played more in Winston Heights' victory versus the Jazz, they've already been playing a bit as it is. The biggest difference for me came from the guys who hadn't been playing who did see significant minutes Wednesday night. It might have been matchup-based. In fact, part of it was matchup-based. Chauncey Billups admitted as much after the game. But Chauncey closing out the game with the likes of Ryan Archidiakono and Kevin Knox Jr. rather than going back to the starters or even players like Matisse Thibel, Cam Reddish, and Drew Eubanks was a significant diversion from what we've seen for the majority of this season. Even Dame only played 34 minutes and didn't re-enter the game in the fourth quarter until the 722 mark, despite it being just a five-point game. Typically, if the team was struggling or if they were up and then the other team started to rally, as has happened a lot this season, we've talked about it, players talked about it in the post-game locker room after Wednesday night's victory, you'd usually try to get Dame back into those games as quickly as you can. You look at his minutes going into the fourth quarter, and you basically look at the clock and say, all right, Dame is at 28 minutes right now. If he plays 10 minutes in the fourth quarter, that'll put him at 38 minutes for the game. So we can go the first two minutes of the fourth without putting Dame back in. And then at that point, we're probably going to need to get him back in there in order to close this thing out. Obviously, Dame did play in the fourth quarter, did help the team close out the game, but they stuck with Ryan Archidiakono. They stuck with Kevin Knox Jr. They stuck with having guys like Trendon and Shaden in the game in crunch time in fourth quarter, and that is not something that we've really seen a whole lot of this season. Again, might have just been matchup-based, but to me, it seems like more of an indication that the team is going to start transitioning from just going all out with the starters in order to try to secure a victory, however unlikely it might be. And instead, they're going to try to get victories still. They're still going to go out there and try to win games, but they're going to try to do it with guys further down the end of the bench with some of the younger players in order to figure out just what they have with some of these guys. And if they end up losing those games and improving their stock in the 2023 draft, I don't think anyone's going to be too bit in a shape about that. As I mentioned, you've got Jeremy Grant missing games due to a thigh contusion, and there's no telling whether he'll play again this season. Anthony Simon sat out Wednesday's game with foot soreness, and I suspect that he will play again in the final 10 games, but I also think it's very possible that he sits out some of those games in between. I also imagine that Damian Lillard's season will likely come to a close here sooner rather than later, and at that point... I think you can be sure that the goal has changed from straight up winning games at any cost to trying to win games while also prioritizing development. And Chauncey Billups was emphatic at practice on Thursday that he's not going out trying to lose games, that he's not going to do that. It's not what he's about, and it's not something he wants to learn how to do. Granted, no coach is going to come out and say, yes, we are trying to lose games. But you can say a lot with what you don't say or what you choose to comment on. 
And so Chauncey being so emphatic about still going out and trying to win, regardless of who might be available on a night-to-night basis, I think tells you a little bit about where the franchise is at right now. All right, moving on just for posterity, let's go ahead and get to the standings. As mentioned before, at 32 and 40, the Blazers are 13th in the Western Conference standings with 10 games to play. Portland is 16 and a half games behind the first place Nuggets, five games behind the Warriors in sixth, three and a half games behind the Mavericks and the Lakers, who are tied for the ninth and 10th spots, and three games behind the Jazz and the Pelicans, who are tied for the 11th and 12th spots. And in the race for the top spot in the 2023 draft, the Blazers are currently owners of the seventh worst record. They're a half game worse than the Pacers, a half game better than the Wizards, and two and a half games up on the Magic, who have the fifth worst record. The Hornets, the Spurs, the Rockets, and the Pistons all have too many losses for Portland to catch up, but ending up with a worse record than the Magic is still very possible. Portland's floor is the sixth worst record. Moving on to the upcoming schedule, some pretty difficult games for the Portland Trailblazers this week. Blazers play their next five games at home, starting with Friday's contest versus the Bulls at Moda Center, followed by a Sunday matinee, Monday night back-to-back versus the Thunder and Pelicans. Then it's two straight games versus the Kings on Wednesday and Friday, before heading out to play the last four games of their 2022-23 road schedule. I think it's possible they'll be favored versus the Pelicans, but other than that, I imagine the Trailblazers will be underdogs until they face the San Antonio Spurs in Austin in the third to last game of their season. Though that's obviously very much dependent on which Trailblazers are still playing at that point in time. And while we're on that subject, the Trailblazers are now 34, 37, and 1 versus the spread this season. After covering for the first time in their last five games, they were five-point underdogs to the Jazz Wednesday night and ended up winning by 12. As has been the case all season, when the Blazers win, they tend to cover. When they lose, they don't cover. And we already discussed the sad state of the Trailblazers' season win projection on the last episode of The Briefcase, so probably no reason to get too deep into it again, but for posterity, the Blazers will need to win 8 of the remaining 10 games in order to hit the over on their 39.5 win projection made before the start of the season. Obviously, that's still technically possible, but realistically, it ain't happening. Let's go ahead and hear from Trenton Watford, who I spoke to after shoot-around prior to Wednesday night's victory. Trenton talked about his season, what he feels like he does well and what he's still working on, what he would have thought two years ago after going undrafted about where he's at now in his career, the difference between playing power forward and center for the Trailblazers, and where his confidence comes from. Take it away, T-Watt. Uh, well, Trenton, uh, obviously getting down to the to the end of the regular season here, how would you say your, your second season has gone? Uh, I'd say it's, you know, it's went pretty well. Uh, you know, just sticking through all the ups and downs of the season, um, you know, winning, winning streaks, losing streaks in rotation, not in rotation. So uh, I'd say it's been a pretty up and down season, but it's been, it's been, it's been pretty well, though. It's been pretty well. From an individual perspective for you, how do you feel like you've grown as a player or as a person this year as well? Uh, more mentally, uh, you know, just... Just, just fighting through all the adversity, um, you know, coming back from injury at the beginning of the year, um, starting slow, you know, getting, 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 getting out of rotation, get back in, um, and I just say, you know, more, 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 just growing mentally, you know, just, just going more mature and, um, you know, just, just improving, improving on uh, both sides of the ball. So, yeah. How important is it to to have that mature mental approach when you're trying to stay locked in and when you're trying to get back into the rotation. Like I imagine that, particularly for young players, it's really important to have like a good mindset for that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Uh, it's extremely important. Um, and it was big for me. Uh, you know, I could have easily, you know, checked out after I got out of rotation or, you know, just, just sort of, you know, gave up. But, uh, you know, I just, my back was against the wall, you know, just having a fight and, uh, you know, having, having the right mental approach every day, you know, uh, staying locked in and, um, you know, just knowing that my time was going to come back around and, you know, whenever it came, I was going to be ready. And, um, you know, it came and, you know, just stuck through it. 
what are some of the things that you were able to, to work on last year you feel like you've been able to apply this year? Uh, you know, this, I mean, last summer, um, you know, just wanted to increase, you know, my three-point percentage, you know, being able to make threes. And, um, you know, last year I was able to get comfortable with the line. And, um, you know, and then it, after that, it was just a matter of fact that if I missed or made it. And, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, it just came down to reps and, uh, you know, being able to stay sharp and, um, you know, being able to just work on everything along alongside playing with Dame and Ant and, you know, Nerg and Jeremy, just playing with them and learning how to play with them and uh, just building that chemistry. So I would just say, yeah, that's that's pretty much the biggest thing between your one and your two. Absolutely. Uh, and Drew just walked by, too. Uh, what's your what's your relationship with Drew like? That's, right, man. that's my guy. That's my guy. Uh, one of my favorite guys on the team. Man. That's my guy. So uh, me and Drew locked in. And, um, you know, we, we, we you know, the time we were holding it down without Nurk and uh, we, you know, we got pretty close then. And, um, you know, that's my guy, even though he didn't invite me to his wedding. So hater. People think that men don't like to go to weddings. We do like to go to weddings. I'll we we want to celebrate. I'll never let it down. <laughs> it's all good, though. <laughs> what do you think Trenton Watford two years ago would think about where you're at now? Man, uh, it wouldn't be, I mean, I don't know, man. He wouldn't be able to believe it. Um, you know, just, just, just the path that I had to go, just the path that I had to go with the undrafted and a two way and, you know, getting converted to a, to a, to a, you know, to a regular contract and, you know, now being in rotation, um, uh, you know, with the team that was, you know, that's trying to, you know, trying to win. And, um, you know, I've always knew that that I was capable and, um, you know, I just always put the work in. But, you know, I don't know if two years ago he would have thought that the opportunity would come is how it came. And, uh, yeah, so I would just say that's the biggest thing. And, uh, you know, that's that, that, that's what my myself two years ago would, would probably think. You, you talk about kind of confidence and, and staying with it. Like, was there ever a time where you were like, oh, boy, maybe I maybe I should have stuck around for, for another season. Like, was there ever a point where you were like, maybe I didn't make the right move? Nah, that was never a point. Uh, you know, I just always knew that, that the NBA game was going to be easier for me. Yeah. Not, not easier, but more, more my style of play with a uh, lot of space and, uh, you know, things like that. But, uh, you know, I, I never, never, um, never, never, never thought back, like, man, man, I should have stayed for my junior year in school. Like, you know, even when I went undrafted, that was never a thought. And, um, yeah, I just knew, you know, whenever the opportunity came, man, I was just gonna put the, I was just gonna be ready because of all the work I put in, and um, you know, just staying sharp, staying ready, and uh, you know, that now that's got me to this point. What do you think are the best parts of your game right now? Uh, my IQ, my IQ, um, my feel for the game, my versatility, um, being able to guard multiple positions, being able to play multiple positions on offense. Um, you know, I just want to be one of those guys where Chauncey can put in at any position. You know, whether I'm bringing the ball up. Setting screens, uh, going into handoffs, knocking down shots. Um, yeah, so I would just say, you know, that's that's that that that's my game, and um, yeah. What are some of the things that maybe you still want to work on, or maybe one or two focused areas where you're like, I really want to improve in that area? Uh, yeah, I would just say um, becoming a better defender. Um, you know, even on smaller guards. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm I'm comfortable with guarding like bigger wings and fours and stuff, but. You know, being able to guard guys like, you know, the smaller guys in the league and, um, you know, just being able to guard most positions. So just say that and, um, you know, just stand locked in and, you know, being able to become a better offensive rebounder, become a better defensive rebounder. And, um, you know, after that, that's where that's where I think my best strength is being able to push and being able to play make. And um, so, yeah, uh, Chauncey talked a bit about how. You know, with Nurk out there, we're having to maybe play you a little out of position at center where he feels like maybe you're, you're really more kind of attuned to being a power forward. Mm-hmm. What are kind of some of the differences between playing power forward and center for this team? Uh, it's big, man. Um, you know, as far as when, you, when you're playing a center, 
you're just involved in a lot of actions. You're involved in a lot of screening, um, especially on the defensive side. You really got to be the anchor. You got to be the back line of the defense. And, um, yeah, I would just say that's the biggest, uh, you know, as far as playing the four is more, you know, you're more on the perimeter, you're more comfortable. You know, it's easier to rebound at the four. Um, so a lot of my rebounding, a lot of my big rebounding games have been at the four. Um, so, yeah, I would just say that's the biggest difference. And, um, you know, at the, like, like I said, at the five, you're involved in a lot of actions and you got to be the anchor on defense. So. Uh, Dame was talking post game a couple games ago, three or four games ago, mm-hmm. about the way that he views the way he plays and like the way his family talks about the way they play and how everyone in his family feels like they're the best athlete uh-huh. regardless. Yeah. And he had mentioned you as well, and he was, he basically kind of described what I think people would call irrational confidence uh-huh. and the way that you play, feeling like when you're out there that like I can do anything or I, yeah. I'm the best guy out here. Like, yeah. do you have that mentality and kind of how does that help a player? Uh, yeah, I had a mentality. And, um, you know, I would just say they came from when I was younger, older brother, older sister. And, you know, they think they could beat me in anything. And I think I could beat them in anything. So, you know, I just got to have that confidence in myself. Uh, even when I was growing up, just playing against my dad, playing against my brother, my confidence was always there. I would always try certain things against them. And, uh, you know, I would pull it off. And, uh, you know, I would just say my confidence comes from there. And my confidence just comes from the work. You know, I've been in positions like even in, even in college I've been in positions where I've had to you know show what I can do and um you know I've done that and you know now it's just at this at this level you know I think if you don't have that confidence in yourself you're already losing you know what I'm saying so you know I think that's the biggest thing is just having that confidence in yourself while being smart and um you know just believing you can do anything and believing in your work so yeah well there you go Trenton Watford always a pleasure to talk to T Watt I also want to mention, too, that Trendon in the locker room after the victory Wednesday night specifically pointed out doing the interview on the briefcase as one of the reasons why he had such a good game. I've been saying it since we started doing this podcast 31 episodes ago. The briefcase bounce is absolutely real. If you're looking to break a slump, if you're looking to improve your game on a night-to-night basis, consider doing an interview on the Blazers balcony looking at you, Shaden Sharp. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of The Briefcase. Thanks so much for joining me. I'll be back next week, likely in between the back-to-backs and the consecutive games versus the Kings. Please consider subscribing to The Briefcase wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss any of them, even if they do come sooner or later than you might expect. Thank you for joining me again. See you at the Moda Center. Go Blazers. Go Blazers.